0: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have another intriguing show in store for you today uh, with a guest uh, from overseas. Um, actually she's from New York, but she happens to be overseas today. Um, so we're going to try again to go, uh, live on, uh, with zoom video to, to bring our guests in and, and, uh, uh hopefully everything goes well. I know last week we had a little bit of issues, but, uh, it should be fine today. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to all those people who, uh, uh, we're sending me all those wonderful birthday wishes on LinkedIn and on Facebook uh for uh today and yesterday uh, thank you all it, it's a little bit overwhelming there's like so many people um i i'm probably will not be able to get back to you all uh, uh but uh thank you it is much much appreciated i'll post something in general anyway um So let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham to start us off, and then we'll we'll get into the meat of today's show, which should be a rather fun show. Okay, so first, from the universe, did you know that you have so many fans in the unseen who love you so much that you never dream alone, cry in vain, or sleep without guardians protecting you? No matter how things may appear, cozy, cozy, the universe, Uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, Uh, I think just uh, trying to remind us, you know, how interconnected we are. And we're interconnected uh, not just with uh, uh, physically with the things around us, with the environment, with nature uh but even on an energetic level um and i know that sometimes it it's a little bit of a hard concept for some people to really grasp that you know if you don't believe in spirit if you don't believe in energy if you don't believe in souls uh you know that we're that there's more around us than just this physical world uh but the interesting thing is is that the more and more that physicists and scientists look at what is the universe made up of, what is it that that is really the fundamental nature of uh, the things that make up our physical bodies and the physical world around us, the closer and closer they look, the less and less they see, and the more and more it appears to be nothing more than energy. And so... Even if you don't believe in spirits or souls or or something beyond this physical world, this, if you believe in the physical world, then you believe in energy. You believe, um, you have to believe, because that is what we're all made up of. And on an energetic level, we're not so separate. Uh, and even those who have transitioned, who have passed, the loved ones that we've had in our lives who are no longer with us, as long as they're in our hearts, as long as they're in our minds, as long as we remember them, their energy is still all around us. Um, this, the first law of thermodynamics, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It merely transforms state. So those people in our lives, those not just people, anything in our lives that appears not to be there anymore, you know, it's just how it appears. It does not mean that they are still not around us, loving us, caring for us, watching over us. You know, I even had the opportunity not that long ago to go with my wife to see John Edward, who who uh, used to have that TV show, uh, I forget the name of it now. Um, and, and he is just fascinating to watch the way he communicates with people who have transitioned for people in the audience and the information that comes through that really, and, and all he's doing is is relaying this information to show people that like, yes, your your loved ones are still around and they are communicating um, through these details that he pulls out of the air that they tell him that it's just like impossible for somebody to know who wasn't in communication with them. Um, so if if you ever have the opportunity to see John Edward or, or just any of the mediums like that, or or even watch his old show, just to to see how they work and see what happens. It's just fascinating, and it really, I believe, can help us to have a little more faith and to have a little more belief uh, that uh, those who have transitioned are still all around us. Anyway, so that's our quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Because we know that life is eternal— and we know that there is no ending to that which you are about, if one of you is killed in an earthquake or crashes your plane or any number of other very creative ways you have found to make your exit into non-physical, because we know the whole picture, we grieve not a moment for any of you. But from your more short-sighted point of view in physical, a lot of you grieve tremendously. Abraham. See, I mean, again, these are just the quotes for today, and they're very much in alignment with each other, and they're all about sort of the non-physical nature of life, of reality. And what Abraham is saying, because Abraham is a channeled entity that is non-physical, that communicates with non-physical entities, and, and basically Abraham is saying, like, you know, and I know Abraham in, in many quotes is like, mocks death and makes fun of death and doesn't believe in death, Um, because death is merely a transition. It's a transition from physical into non-physical, back into non-physical, because we're non-physical first, then we're physical, then we're non-physical again. And so, you know, Abraham talks about, you know, there are all kinds of different ways to transition from physical back to non-physical. It could be old age, it could be, uh, you know, any number of of, of uh, natural disasters and accidents and quote unquote accidents I'll say um and and, and it's all a, a variety of sort of creative ways of what we happen to have decided this life of how we wanted it to end and yes when there's not the time to say goodbye to people and there's not the time to make peace that knowing one day they will transition into non-physical, it can be traumatic. It can uh, cause us pain of loss and of separation. And what Abraham is saying is that because Abraham itself is a non-physical entity, they see things from a much broader perspective from a much view. So when you know that there is no end to life, that life merely transitions from one state to another, to another, then there's no reason to grieve the loss. It's not that anybody who, who passes away is, is no longer with us. They're still with us. They're just with us in a different way. Um, and, and, I remember how my wife, when she lost her mother about 10 years ago now, how she grieved a lot and it was very difficult for her. But over the years, when she started uh, doing therapy and started seeing a therapist herself, even though she's a therapist, and and experienced this uh, form of therapy called EMDR, she really had a a what she called a spiritual experience and she's a very grounded very practical kind of person of being able to talk to her mom of being able to communicate and and really have that feeling of what her mom felt and what her mom was feeling with her communicating to her so there were many ways to have that kind of experience and there are many ways to really connect with those people who uh, are no longer with us. And so both of these quotes, both from the universe and from Abraham, they're really about reaffirming and reminding us that there is so much more to this universe than, what we can see with our senses, than what we can see, taste, touch, and feel, and that if we can just allow ourselves the 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 moment of imagination, of fantasy of of this idea that there are spiritual beings and and beings of light all around us all the time. And that we are guided and protected and watched over even in our darkest of times, even in our most difficult of times, uh, that there are uh, other entities that maybe we can't perceive them. Maybe we have not developed those capabilities yet ourselves to truly perceive them. But just because we don't perceive them doesn't mean they're not there. You know, there's the old example of the dog whistle, right? You know, you blow a dog whistle, human beings don't hear anything, but the dogs hear it. So does that, just because we don't hear it, does that mean that sound doesn't exist? Well, if you go by the reaction of the dogs to the dog whistle, it absolutely exists, absolutely. So, two wonderful imaginative, thoughtful quotes of the day today from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I certainly did. And so before we go to our first break, let me introduce you uh, to our guest today who is uh, hailing from or calling in from Bangladesh. Uh, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Lubaina Chowdhury, who is a registered yoga teacher an energy bodywork and wellness practitioner, as well as an astrologer. Um, and a forever student of life who loves to learn and laugh. Lubaina's journey into spirituality and healing first began after she discovered her first book about astrology at the age of eight. Oh my God, I can't imagine that age of eight. Um, Many years later, Lubaina found herself living in New York City and battling Feelings of anger, anxiety, depression, which had led her to adapt an unhealthy lifestyle, I'm sure many of us can relate to that, which spurred, on her, spiritual, spurred her on to her spiritual journey. Her search led her to Peruvian plant medicine work, uh, which we discussed last week with uh, Daniel Pinchbeck, as well as energy healing work. As a result of the alternative therapy, she saw her body, mind, and soul transform dramatically. And I can actually attest to this because I met Lubaina uh, before, I think, you started doing plant medicine work, right, Lubaina?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Yes. Um, and so I've actually yeah, seen this...
1: Tra- we met. we met... Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, we met uh, while I was working at the Edgar Casey Center it
0: was quite a while back (laughs) yes yes and and then we reconnected last year so it was uh, quite a pleasure so i've actually seen lubina's uh, transformation for myself in person so unfortunately we don't have her on video so you can't see for yourself but she is a a beautiful soul in a beautiful body um so let me finish your, your bio. Tapping into her rich and varied experience in alternative healing, Lubaina uses healing, bodywork, movement, sound meditation, and astrology to help people inspire and transform by bringing them into alignment with their own true being. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Lubaina.
1: Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure to join you from Bangladesh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope
1: everyone can hear me properly. Um, the internet connection isn't. Strong enough to support a video, so I'm just tuning in to
0: audio. No problem, we can hear you nice and loud. I, I, I appreciate it. What, what time is it in Bangladesh right now?
1: It's 11 p.m.
0: Ah, okay, so it's 11 hour difference. Wow. So, so thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: it's
0: night and day. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for staying up late uh, for the show. Um, okay, we're going to take a, a no problem. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, let's just uh, talk a little bit more about sort of your journey and your background, and then we'll, we'll get into sort of uh, what you've discovered, what you've experienced yourself, and, and you know what you've learned that now you're helping other people with, okay? Sounds
1: great.
0: Wonderful. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And we will be right back after these messages. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Lubaina Chowdhury, um, uh, yoga teacher, energy, a body worker, and wellness practitioner, as well as astrologer. So let's talk a little bit about astrology, Lubaina. I cannot believe you read your first astrology book when you were eight years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's literally how my journey started. It's a... Uh, A strange story. Um, My cousin gave me a book. Well, she was actually reading it out to me because she was a little bit older, a few years older than myself. And uh, that's just how I got into it. And I essentially taught myself uh, from that age onwards how to read charts. I just studied very deeply. I was more interested in that and uh, other spiritual books than I was in um, regular school. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean that—that's kind of unique. Uh, what was it about the book that that your cousin read to you, like, that really captured your imagination? Why? Why did did you take to it? I guess at such a young age.
1: Well, you know, she was reading out um, this part about what Aquarius women were like. Ah. You know, um, and even though I was a little girl, I could really relate to some of the things that. Were said and I was like, oh, how do they know this about me? <laughs> yeah. How do they know that I like everything to be out of the box? How do they know that <laughs> I don't enjoy the mundane things in life? You know, yeah. how do they know? Um, how do they know that was my that was my main thing? You know, and then um, as I grew as I grew older in my teenage years, it was more about like relationship astrology. You know, like Linda Goodman's love signs, which. Anybody from a certain generation, at least, who loves astrology has studied or read, Mm. you know. Um, And that was another avenue. And actually, Love Signs was far more about spirituality than it was about just purely astrology. Mm. And um, that was kind of like, so those astrology books were like my gateway drug.
2: (laughs) 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 So... (laughs) yeah,
1: you know, not, not a bad start. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny. That's funny. We got some, uh, hearts on that one. Um, uh, okay. So now, um, would you say that, uh, I mean, you, you, you eventually, um, got, uh, uh, really on a healing path. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what happened kind of just briefly sort of in between, uh, did, you know, did you yeah. kind of get away from that? Was it always sort of a part of your life or or was it something that you kind uh-huh. of got away from and came back to?
1: It was always a part of my life, but I think that growing up in Bangladesh, you know, there was a, a strong religion, sense of religion associated with spirituality here. And um, growing up with all the books I read about Edgar Casey psychic phenomenon reincarnation and astrology I kind of thought differently than everybody around me so there was a portion of my life where I was kind of reconcile the two and just decided that's not going to happen uh-huh. and um and and there were some life changes that went along with it you know and I mm. think that the biggest stimulus for my spiritual growth in my earlier days was uh, I actually got divorced very young i the a cute little story. I ran away from home, got married, got uh, divorced,
2: <laughs> wow. won a
1: green card to go to the U.S. Um, that was a uh, in a nutshell, just uh, like one thing after another within a span of two years. Wow. You know, so it's very much like, um, uh, you know, Linda Goodman called it like a thunderbolt path of accelerated karma. Wow. So definitely was paying off some, some karmic dues there, you know, and I think that <laughs> like a, a lot of people maybe you can probably relate to this who get on a healing path have at some point have to go through some kind of i mean i I call it an initiation from life. you know it's not anything other than that it's like your your own karma initiates you (laughs) to be like this can't be it you know there has to be something beyond what's going on over here life does not make sense and uh yeah so when i when i went to new york i found because i had read edgar casey's books a lot um when i was growing up i found the edgar casey center in new york and uh i started volunteering there eventually worked there you know mm-hmm. and as i was and i was still kind of on the journey as all this went on because i had gone through divorced at a young age, and then moved halfway across the world. You know, big changes were happening. Right. And so, so let me ask you. Life a question. started putting that pressure. <laughs> so let me ask you yeah. a question. Um, Go ahead.
0: So when you came to New York, you had no family here, did you?
1: Mm-hmm. I had my brother. I ah, was lucky. He's okay. My, my karmic gift from from the universe. <laughs> ah,
0: okay. I
1: had my brother here.
0: Okay. Um, good. I mean,
1: here as in. Well, yeah. in new york <laughs> right,
2: right.
1: and uh so i did I did have the support from him, which was mm-hmm. very crucial, but it was still like a big big change and uh you know i mean i I'd, I'd always been someone who questions life and right. um I think I really started questioning things when i i got very, very depressed, you oh, know wow. um and I tried. So many things to help myself like that's just again part of the healing process right and eventually i feel like if you if you're serious enough about your about your healing you're going to find what works sometimes it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that sometimes it's that one thing that just unlocks the door sometimes it's like a build-up of stuff and then that one thing is like the last stimulus no. you know okay. so um i think that's uh kind of what happened with me
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cause, uh, uh, I guess at the time I met you, you had already started working at the Casey center. Um, I think you'd probably already gotten divorced by that time, but you were still, I guess at the point, you know, kind of in the middle of your, your healing journey. Um, Uh and, and then after, and then we kind of lost touch for a little bit. And and then I guess kind of independ- yeah we did
1: for a few years <laughs> yeah
0: but sort of it was interesting how we both independently uh, discovered sort of the, this this uh, South American Peruvian uh, shamanistic work and and working with plant medicines mm-hmm. how did you uh, first yeah. come to it and and like why do you feel you you got so drawn to it well um, I think
1: it was part of my path and I believe it uh, always was meant to be um but again i think there there was that desire in me i was i was uh, at a state where i was really desperate for healing and i think the universe heard it right Mm. i had read in a book about um plant medicine and it was just like two pages and i just like read it and i was like this is fascinating and you know it talked about like Dying and being reborn—it was very dramatic, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I was—I was really drawn to that. It's all my Scorpio placements in my chart. Uh-huh. Was like, yeah, death, reaper sounds amazing. <laughs> and um, then a couple of years later, when I was working at the Edgar Casey Center, um, I just like remembered that those two pages I had read. And as I was walking into work, one of my coworkers ran up to me. And it was very, it was very like synchronicity. City. As I'm walking to work, I'm remembering this page that I read. And I was mm. with one friend who I said, hey, have you ever done this plant medicine thing? It's supposed to be really amazing. She's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm saying, I want to do it at least once in my life. And we walk into mm. the door, through the doors of the Edgar Casey Center. And my coworker comes up to me and says, hey. You want to do this plant medicine ceremony, and I was like, "What? What just happened?" <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. And my my friend was also like, who was with me, who had just asked, "Hey, have you ever done this?" She also looked at me and was like, "What? What just What just happened?" <laughs> and I said yes because of the synchronicity, and I really yeah. believe that was like the universe answering my call for help. Yeah. You know, um, so I think that's why I was so drawn to it is because it was just kind of such a, such a moment in my life where you couldn't avoid what was going on. Like the universe was really talking,
0: you know? Yeah. It was giving you that big tap on the shoulder saying, um, Hey, you know, you, you were looking for something. Here it is for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: And so, Uh, and and let's just talk a little bit about what your first experience is like and then we're going to take a break and then I, I really want to talk about sort of the, the the healing work and how you transformed over the years from doing it. So so what was that very first sure. plant medicine experience like for you? Was it uh, beautiful and blissful? Was it torturous or was it somewhere in between?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a, um, I would say, much more much less dramatic than um, than one might expect. You know, mm-hmm. I went in, let's make a really long story short, because it's been a while now. This was more than seven years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in and I didn't know whose hands I was in, you know, because I didn't really know much uh, about what was going on. Right. So I trusted that whoever was there had a lot of experience which apparently was not the case you know uh, and here's where i do like to caution people you know in terms of those who are looking for this kind of work to be really careful about who they're yes receiving this from yes, you know because absolutely. it becomes such a healing fad you know and yeah. it's become so popular that there are many people from well-intentioned others maybe they just don't really think as much about the consequences right, right. doing this without much thought or experience right? right so it actually took me a while to find somebody who had a very good amount of experience who actually was from peru who who had been doing this work for a very long time you know and it was a process to to find to find this person It took me about a year um, mm. but I will say this about my first experience. It moved something in me. The plants moved something in me because after that first experience, I started having relief not necessarily during the experience, but following days, right? I was having very vivid dreams and I was crying a lot. And, you know, there was just something you could feel palpable moving energetically, which is why I kept going back, even though I wasn't really sure what was happening, you know? Um, And and eventually um, I landed with, with the right person, right time, you know, again, those, Synchronicities, lots of synchronicities on
0: this path, and uh, yeah, that's
1: uh, wow. now. Now I want to move to Peru.
0: So <laughs> ah. here we go. <laughs> ah, I know, uh, I know somebody who moved down yeah. to Peru just recently, so I can hook you up with uh, Daniel Gutierrez when you're ready. Um, oh, it
1: sounds sounds great. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and and your story actually brings up a very important point, which is oftentimes it's not what happens in the ceremony that's so transformative but it's what happens afterwards like that's really where the real work is is how do we take this peak spiritual Mm -hmm. experience that we might have had in ceremony and now how do we integrate it into our daily Mm -hmm. lives what happens to us you know in the days and weeks and months that follow and and sometimes I feel that people uh, lose sight of that fact and lose sight of uh, the fact that you know it's really a a, the ceremony is just the beginning of the journey. It's it's the dipping your toe in the water, and that it's the what totally, happens yeah. afterwards is really when you're when you, you really are swimming in it. Okay,
1: absolutely. And I mean, plants are a, are a process. You know, there it's a, nothing is a magic potion, and not, right. nothing is a magic pill. Everything takes patience, work, love, compassion. You know that 's what um that's what that 's what my teacher said to me, you know this work takes love, compassion, and forgiveness for yourself yeah. and others, and it 's a process yes, so yes. yeah I think um,
0: absolutely I think we're absolutely. on the same
1: page with that one
0: yep okay, so it's time for us to take our next break, so when we come back now let's I want to start getting into sort of the the healing work that you learned and sort of how all of this mm-hmm. moved you into. Uh, not just like myself looking for your own healing, but st- sort of turned you into someone who's now out there helping others uh, and supporting others on their healing path, okay?
1: Sure, yeah,
0: All right. good. W- wonderful. Everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m., right here on talkradio.nyc, on Facebook Live, and all over the place. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I really do appreciate everybody tuning in today and my loyal fans uh, on Facebook and across the globe. Thank you, Patty, loyal listener, uh, for staying with us and and, uh, always tuning in. Um, So, Lubaina, after you you started, uh, I guess, on this sort of uh, extreme path of healing through the plant medicine work um, you discovered uh, I, I mean besides astrology to support stuff you discovered a lot of other uh, methods and modalities uh, to help with healing right?
1: That is correct yeah I was at one point I was thinking um, I was getting so many certifications I was like Ricky I must know how to do this <laughs> part. I must know how to do that right. <laughs> it was um It was kind of a a phase, you know, where it was experimenting with what what works, you know, what would work for me. And um, I kept the ones that did and kind of the other ones fell to the side. Not to say that they're not effective, just that not everything works for everyone. And there are some things that are specifically your medicine. You know? Right,
0: right, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what? So, which healing modalities like spoke most to you, and and that really uh, you've held on to and really focus on now?
1: Okay, so you know, just alongside alongside with the the plant uh, meditation stuff, um, what came into my life, and it was a very at a very crucial point for healing was. This one person named uh, Daniel Kalatsky, Mm -hmm. and uh, he is a healer, and his his technique did not have a name until recently when we started calling it movements of light because he's been Uh, doing this for the last 25 years or so since he was um, 14 years old.
2: Oh wow!
1: So um, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, his work is based on the Kabbalah, but it's really universal in its application and principles. And um, I was fortunate enough to meet him because um, I had a health crisis, and uh, it was it was very intense because I was in the hospital for 18 hours getting tests done. No one could figure out what was wrong with me, and I hadn't mm. eaten in five days.
2: Mm. You
1: know, so um, it's pretty bad. And mm. um, a friend of mine from from the ceremonies actually referred this person to me. And uh, she had experienced like her Crohn's symptoms elevated from receiving healing sessions from him. Mm. Mind you, he is not a medical doctor. He's an energy healer with a Mm. background in chiropractic as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to him uh, out of, again, it was that one of those desperation kind of Mm. moments. And uh, I was lucky enough to meet him at that time. And within the first five minutes, he was able to like pinpoint exactly what was going on with my body. He was like, wow. "Oh, you have a hiatal hernia. You feel this bulge. It's part of your esophagus that's pushed into your stomach. That's why you can't eat. Wow. <laughs> that's why you're experiencing all these physical symptoms." But there's other stuff happening on an emotional level, you know. So it was very dramatic this this encounter with him. Um, the session lasted about an hour, and uh-huh. I was completely free of pain after that. Um, and I asked him, when do I go back? He said, maybe you don't need to. We'll see how uh-huh. you respond. If you feel like you need to, you come back. If not, you don't. Um, I did end up going back many, uh-huh. many, many times over the last seven years. Uh-huh. Um, and simply because I got a lot out of it. It was other than, other than the plants, this has been the most healing experience I've had. The most amount of healing I've received has been from this person with his work, you mm. know. And... um <clears throat> When I was doing my yoga teacher training, I hurt my shoulder and uh, I got acupuncture, massage, you name it. I was trying to, you know, kind of get it to go back to normal and nothing was working. I was like, okay, it's time to call Danny. (laughs) Mm. And I scheduled a session with him, got the session. My shoulder started feeling better towards like the end of the hour. And I was like, are you ever going to teach this? Because this (laughs) work is really amazing. (laughs) (laughs) and he was like he was like well you know what um the best way to learn it is to get it done on you and you've been Mm. getting it done on you for this last seven years but i'll tell you what i'm teaching my first workshop this weekend and if you want to come you're most welcome to join it's going to be you and maybe 12 other people (laughs) oh wow and um so i joined in as the 13th participant and I had at the, at the same time, I was finishing up one of uh, my, my yoga teacher certifications and it was like all the worlds just kind of blended together so beautifully uh-huh. when I went to this workshop and he explained the premise and the principles behind this work. And I was like, this makes perfect sense. And I flew out of the workshop and what I did was I called my astrology clients, I called my yoga students. I called my friends and family pretty much, and was like, "Free sessions for everybody. <laughs> I need to practice. You know?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and
1: that's why that's why I, I called this my accidental occupation because <laughs> I wasn't trying to become this practitioner of this modality. Right. It was really an accident because. I started offering sessions and then people were like, Oh, this is really great stuff. And it's so unique. Like I've not experienced anything like this before. And then they started sending people. So like my friends and family started referring friends and family. And, uh, and then my already existing clients and students started referring their friends. And all of a sudden uh-huh. I was practicing this. So this is what I mainly do now. And, um, I, the beauty of this work is that it can be seen through the lens of whatever modality it is that you're practicing. So if you're a sound healer, you can do it through sound. If you are a hands-on Ricky person, or you prefer hands-on healing, you can do it as hands-on healing. If you are an astrologer, as I am, Hmm. um, you can do it through astrology. So Hmm. it's very fascinating stuff.
0: (laughs) <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. Um, we just have a, a couple of minutes before our next break. Um, can you give us just a brief idea mm-hmm. of what are the sort of the principles behind this healing? Like how, uh, you know, like uh, just a very uh, sketch of, of, of what you learned in that first class?
1: Yeah, totally, totally. So, so basically everything that has a physical manifestation ultimately has a spiritual source that's the premise of this work so movements of light it's a modality in which we're using the body as a portal to access the subtle and go deeper into the subtle levels of consciousness Mm. and use it as a portal to access the energetic realms that create reality as we know it Mm. right so the body of the physical realm is actually the densest level of creation, you know? Mm-hmm. So if there are any imbalances that show up there, then they have their roots in the mental, emotional, and spiritual le- level. Right. So that's what we're doing in this technique is we're t- tracing the tensions and tones of the body because I do it as a hands-on, right. um, and that's how my teacher, Daniel, that's also how he does it, and using the tensions and tones of the body to trace the energetic patterns and then go deeper into the person's levels of being so that they can bring to awareness Hmm. what's lying in the darkness. Ah. And once that happens, healing happens.
0: Ah, Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So it's kind of, if I understand you correctly, it's kind of like using the body as the breadcrumb trail, uh, that you kind of trace through, like where's there something out of alignment, out of balance, where's there pain or aches, and then then tracing that in a way back to what is really the underlying cause.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like, for example, when my, my, uh, physical manifestation of my digestive issues, my hiatal hernia, that Mm -hmm. initially is what I went to Daniel for, uh, that was, a physical manifestation of all the years of depression and suppressed uh, rage that I had in my body, you know,
2: um,
1: interestingly enough, when I started doing this work, it was less suppressed and more expressed because it finally had a uh, chance to come out, you know? Good, um, good. so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's that, that kind of an example. And uh, sometimes some of the things you see, even if they, f- even if you have genetic stuff and this is where, you know and and if if we don't have time to go into it right now, we can talk about it more after the break, yeah but this is where you know the stuff that you were talking about right before like we we started talking on the show with the quotes and the yeah. um the different stages of life, you know, and that the physical is not it, you know right. that's a big part of this work. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's so funny how the quotes of the day are always like the perfect quotes for whoever the guest is that day. <laughs> and, totally. And, 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 <laughs> I, and <laughs> I was yeah, thinking th-
1: that I was like, you know what? This is exactly this is exactly what it's all about. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause even so, so just just to finish up that last last thought mm-hmm. is. Even if something appears to be genetic, right, Mm -hmm. there are other layers of being because our our lives are not contained in this physical realm. And this is, you know, um, in a manner of speaking, maybe not the first time that we've been here. You know, and if you can open yourself up to that idea that life actually is limitless and our experiences are on multiple dimensions of living and by dimensions, it can be, you know, other lifetimes as well, then something that you're born with makes more sense than just, oh, it's just genes. Even the genes have have a reason. And now they've done this, all this amazing uh, research into epigenetics where they're yes. showing that genes are not set in stone anymore. Right. There's a way right. to affect them. Right, yeah. right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm a, a big believer in reincarnation. I was first introduced to the concept when I was in high school and it just made perfect sense to me at the time. And then I remember talking to actually a, an old friend of my mom's like a few years later and and you know mm-hmm. she had been a, a dancer and a choreographer when she was you know younger and I knew her as an old woman uh, and she mm-hmm. said how she believed in it and she said she, she just couldn't think of any other way to explain child prodigies like Mozart, you know, these kids who at like 9, 10 years old could play these complicated symphonies uh, that were so far beyond even adults, so um, you know, she said like totally. you know, reincarnation yeah. made sense, they must have been a musician in a prior life, so they were already coming into this life, you know, sort of in advanced knowledge, so I'm totally with you there. Alright, so let's, let's take a quick break and, and when we come Come back, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into um, sort of how you do what you do, and maybe you can uh, highlight some other examples of maybe some clients that you've worked with and, and how uh, certain things totally. have led you to sort of what the spiritual underpinning is, okay?
2: Yeah. Exactly. All right,
0: great. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Lubina Chowdhury, and we will be right back And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, twelve noon to one p.m. Eastern Time. And if you've not yet signed up for uh, my newsletter, please go to theconsciousconsultant.com and uh, sign up for my newsletter. Just so I can keep you aware of like what's coming up uh, next week. You know what happened last week. My blog. I'm getting a lot of good stuff, and of, you know let people know kind of what I'm working on. Getting a lot of good feedback from people on that. So, Lubina, um, you know, like yourself, I also, in a way, kind of became a healer accidentally because I was taking all these, like you, several different modalities, all these different kinds of energy healing work until that one class where I practice on somebody else and I help them to heal from a lifelong condition in a few minutes. And, 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 uh, 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 And then I realized, oh, like, this isn't just for me. Like, I can use this to help other people. Um, So so I'm curious, um, uh, when you started, you know, working, like, I know sort of initially we all kind of do that, like, you know, we do these sessions for all our friends and family and and just to get practice and stuff. But once you really started to uh, uh, work at it uh, um, more intensely, more focusedly, Um, what kinds of results did you start seeing in the people you worked with? Like what kinds of things would they come to you with? And then like what would happen throughout a session?
3: Yeah. So um, uh, I'm trying to think of, um, I'm trying to think of examples that people can maybe relate to more. So I had, I had this one client. It's really fascinating, you know, because we think that we think that, Things we experience on an emotional level are on an emotional level, and things right. we experience on a mental level are on a mental level, and then the physical symptoms maybe are separate from all of that you know so I think we develop because of our ego selves right this sense right. of separation right. of these different parts of us and we we have this like mind created and yoga yoga talks a lot about this you know the mind created self the false image or that's what Eckhart Tolle calls it the false self you know um and because of that we feel as if there are these different parts of us right but if there's something holding on an emotional level it's going to show up on a physical level Mm. so I have this one client um and she was Actually, she called me. She was a referral through my teacher, and she mm-hmm. called me. And she had this all this back pain, and she was like, "I'm trying to decide if I'm going to come to you. I have another person." And I was like, "Okay, um, it's up to you, and mm-hmm. you know, you choose, but you just need to let me know because I only have a couple of slots tomorrow and so on." And she was like, "Yeah, it just like really hurts." That's what she said, and I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. let me do a little bit of long distance stuff on you, and then you can you can maybe feel better." And right away when I tuned in, and this is where what you said about us, like not really being separate on a certain level, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all connected. The yes. separation is an illusion. You know, yeah. time, space, all that is an illusion. I, I, work, I work with people one-on-one hands-on. However, with this person... She was over the phone and I was right away like, okay, so it's your right side. I feel it in your psoas and your low back is spasming. This is actually connected to your right shoulder. She's like, oh my God, how are you (laughs) feeling all these
2: things?
3: (laughs) And I was like, well, my focus right now is you. And my intention is for you to experience some comfort from this discomfort that you're experiencing. So I worked on her for maybe five, 10 minutes. And she was like, no way I have to come to you tomorrow because yeah. <laughs> I'm really blown away by this. And she's like, how do you know all this? You know? Uh... And then she came um, and as we we're working, um, you know, she, I had her fill out a form and everything. And she had mentioned that she had epidurals because she has a baby And as I'm working on her spine, I was like, oh, there's a lot more than just epidurals going on here. Uh, There is a level of anxiety that's uh, holding in your body as a pattern, right? And she was like, yeah, so on point. And I'm like, well, your body is basically telling me you're at this point in your life where you're about to make some big decisions, right? Mm. So there's some kind of big change coming. And this reaction that you're having like these, it was a a yoga injury that she Mm. experienced the physical pain from, but that's just a manifestation of what was going on on the other levels where she was experiencing this stress of like having to make decisions, like big decisions about changes in her life, changes in her career and her relationship with her son, you know? And she was like, how, how do you know this? And I was like, I don't know anything. It's your body. <laughs>
2: right, <laughs> you know. Right. I,
3: don't, I really, really, I don't know anything. And th- that's something that I have um, learned through doing this technique is I just trust that when I go in with the intention that I want someone to experience healing through themselves, not right. through me, you know, yeah. not through me, but through themselves and they're that they're able to bring into awareness what is causing, we call them contractions, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're contracted somewhere. And in, in the Kabbalah, the way Daniel explains it, he says, it's a turning away from God's light, mm. which means that we are not in alignment with our soul mm. over there, mm. so all we're doing through this work is going in and tracing that, and also so also what happens. Another another interesting uh, pattern that I had with another client was he had, and and this was fascinating because I had something similar in my body, and I had gone to gone for a session and experienced it, and then I started seeing it in. Two three bodies and everybody was like, "How did you know? How did you know?" Yeah. And it's like, "Well, I felt it. I felt it in mine. That's how I, that's how I can feel it in yours because uh-huh. it's familiar now. Uh-huh. It's resonance, you uh-huh. know." So, um, so I was working actually on a very good friend of mine, uh-huh. and I knew a lot about him, but I didn't know that um, he had almost drowned when uh-huh. he was a child, right? Uh-huh. And his neck had this very specific kind of traumatic, like traumatized feeling, you uh, know, where it was like, I can't breathe. I'm, I'm getting choked. I'm dying. That's uh, what his neck was saying,
2: right. you
3: know? And when we released, when we released that, he said he felt like his whole body was experiencing this like rush of energy uh, coming in wow. when we did that, because he had actually not even thought about that memory. It was like right. not even in his spirit. right consciousness as something that was affecting what was going on with his life currently and in in his life when he came for the session what was happening was this feeling of overwhelm and being drowned mm. <laughs> you know so right, so these right. parallels right and right. the body okay. will show us what it's ready to release right it's sometimes right. very dramatic and sometimes it's subtle subtle but right
0: it okay. works. Uh, Lubaina, unfortunately we're out of time. I so wish uh, we could continue, <laughs> but uh, <No> worries. <laughs> there is another show on after this one. So, I mean, this is all amazing and, and, and totally it, it's, uh, everything you're saying, I totally resonate with It's uh, I, I like to say there's always an energetic weakness that allows the body to then experience some physical malady. Um, exactly exactly so if people want to find you get a hold of you when when are you coming back to new york we got to get together i I, now i got to experience a session after hearing all this i got to have a session with you
3: (laughs) oh yeah i would absolutely love to give you a session i'll be back on the morning of the 24th i'm flying from here on the 23rd so it takes 24 hours (laughs) yeah that's
0: a long flight that's a lot of traveling so how how can people find you what's your website where can people learn more about you
3: yeah, so my website is uh, meditation-yoga.nyc. Okay. You can contact me through that. I'm also on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Just look for Empower and Awaken with Lubaina. That's uh, L-U-B-A-I-N-A. Um, it's not the most common name, so yeah. it's better to spell it out. Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. also email me if you want.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
3: my email address is awaken at gmail.com.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Lubaina, thank you so much again. I know it's uh, almost midnight where you are. I appreciate you taking the time out and, and I really uh, look forward to getting together with you when you get back to New York and e- experiencing oh, thank this you. for myself firsthand, okay?
3: It was it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. And a big thank you out to all of our loyal listeners and fans who've stuck with us throughout the hour and throughout the show and the weeks that come. Uh, next week coming up, I have a very interesting fellow, a filmmaker by the name of Roger Nygaard, um, who's uh, just created or created last year a film called The Truth About Marriage. And we're going to talk all about uh, marriage, where it comes from, and... Uh, uh, and uh, sort of things that maybe we don't quite uh, know yet about marriage. So I hope you'll stay, you'll join us next week. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Voices of Courage with Ken Foster, uh, interviewing one of my dear, dear, dear friends, Teresa Degrobois, um, who is the founder of the Evolutionary Business Council. So if you're listening to us on Talk Radio NYC, definitely stay tuned for that show. It's going to be a great show. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm over time. I will talk to you all next week.